But welcome everybody to the Reject Rundown. This is Reject in the Booth. This is a good episode that we're about to have today. Normally, it'll be me, SG3, and Zach the Max, but substituting for Zach the Max because he is out for his birthday weekend in the sense will be Old Man RJ, because we will be bringing up some wrestling stuff. So, Old Man RJ, I'll start with you first. Say what's up to the piece since you are, uh, in a sense, a special guest at the time right now. Do I do the Europe thing that Zach the Max does, or do I just say, hey, you better me, RJ? Just say hi, man. Just say what's up to the people. Do what you do. That's it. Substitute. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Hi, Rejects. It's us in the booth. Okay, go ahead, SP3. Take it from there. You, man. Say who you are. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hi, Rejects. I'm in the booth. I'm old man RJ. Okay. Uh, you, 3G, take it away. <laughs> if I drank today, I would have been asking for a shot already if I drank. Okay, cool. What's going on, guys? It's me. It's me. It's SG3. It's living the good life. I don't know how it goes over here. How y'all doing? Tony the Kid, man. Go ahead. Take it away. Yes, please. I will definitely gladly take this away so we can move on with the show. All right. All right, people. So let's get to it. Topics at hand. First things first, congratulations to XFL. They signed a five-year deal with ESPN and Disney for uh, the broadcasting network. So they will be basically broadcasting on there it looks like the first game will be starting in february so that seems to be on track at the moment now hopefully that keeps moving forward at this time right now but that's good news to xfl to sign a deal like that i think it seems to be legit at this time right now and i feel like they got the right minds to put this stuff together uh what do you think about sg3 dude i like it because at this point um when they first came along with it many, many years ago, many moons ago, uh, mm-hmm. I felt like they tried to compete with the NFL. And right. everyone else is just doing the same thing as the USFL, basically just trying to be their own entity, just trying to basically just establish something and then just go forward. The fact that they landed with both ABC and ESPN for something like this, dude, it's huge. Yeah. Um, I recently watched a USFL game, and honestly, dude, it's uh, you have to like flip through channels and to find them. But not the point of the conversation. The fact that once again they landed with uh, ESPN, it's huge. So they're going to get a lot of coverage, which is awesome. Yeah, that is true. It seems like a really good deal. I think it's a, a good product, especially right now with Disney, ESPN, uh, especially helming it really to be a major big partner to it because that means, you know, that's in a sense good money or a good established force there where they can get into the sports casting. But also, too, for those athletes, athletes, that go into the NFL draft or try to go to the NFL and where's the other resources that they can go beyond, you know, there to still play football professionally, if that's their passion. And since, you know, there's nothing else around the area like that, without the NFL there, you would go to a CFL at this time. We'll go across European and try to play something over there. But this is something new and something fresh here in, in the States and a different entity beyond that to go from there. It's the same in the sense of, um, I guess you would, I think you would agree with this, NBA and then what's that, what's the other, uh, the one that Ice Cube just created, three on three or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. You know what, so, let, me, let me just add one thing though, man. If they go mm-hmm. back to old school football, I'm talking football from the 90s, you know, where you could actually hit. To the point where, you know, it's like it was bone-crushing football, not to the point where we feel like the NFL is going to flag football. Yeah. This could actually be picked, this could be picked up along with the USFL, man. A lot of people are actually starting to become fans of, of, uh, of the Little League because they're not as rule-restricted as the NFL. Yeah. So Correct. pretty much, hey, before you know it, these little things can pick up. That is true. I agree. Uh, what about you, old man? Are there anything to tap onto this XFL chit chat? Not to joke or anything, but since Disney is gonna have the rights to uh, post it on their channel, right? Understand? Yeah. I'd be it'd be pretty cool if Disney actually builds a stadium in Orlando or whatever Disney wants to put it, like in California or something, where they could have. The World Championship happened there. Imagine how many people would be attending Disney just to be at that championship game. Could be. 
That could be and not just that, but if Disney's deal. smart about, you know, if Disney's smart like that, they build their own stadium. Could you mm-hmm. imagine WWE having WrestleMania on that stadium too? So uh-huh. possibilities are endless with doing something like that for XFL. It's like, okay, you know, you got XFL coming. One, you know, we do have a Chicago team, I believe. Um, we have loads of teams coming in, but it'll be cool if you have a designated stadium for the championship. And it's not like one of those stadiums where, you know, where uh, your home team is at. It'll be a designated stadium where there's no home team. True. Yeah. And people just play it out there. Fans go, whoever could afford it. You know, you go enjoy a good old-fashioned football like SG3 said. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I like you know, there's so many things that can happen now, and especially now that The Rock is involved. I like to see what Correct. The Rock has in mind because The Rock did play college football, and I think he did Canadian pro football. If I'm not, if I'm not right, temporarily, yeah. And then he went in yeah. there for like what, like a season or two for tryouts or whatever, and then ended up, that's how that's how he got his connection to wrestling because since it wasn't working out the way he wanted it to be. He ended up jumping over and saying, you know, Pops, I want to get into this whole, you know, wrestling business with you into the, in a sense, family business too. With, you know, with my father, grandfather and all that stuff. And let, let's get it crack a lacking. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see what happens because now The Rock is, you know, dipping his foot in this. Uh, what does mm-hmm. Rock do from there? Like, what? I want to see his creativity behind it. Like, his whole team's behind this. So, there's so sure. much to watch on it. So, yeah, I'm excited. Very good. All right. Not bad. Now, moving along to the NBA thing at hand. It looks like NBA conference finals are at, oh, oh, I guess, a really entertaining spot right now. Mavs are definitely down two at this time right now, which is to be expected, I would say, in my, in my sense, uh, uh, SG3 in this case, with Golden State being as dynamic they are right now. And it seems like the ship is clicking very well. Um, all three major components, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, they're feeding all each other. And at that, too, they're getting help from the bench and their other uh, starting court, starting lead. So that seems to be uh, kind of like the, the expectation, I would say. Now, moving forward, though, I think it will be a very different challenge when they go back to Dallas to kind of see what happens there. Um, any expectations on that, SG3? All right, here's my thing. So from the game yesterday, they were up by 19 at one point. Like, mm-hmm. can we not? Can we, can we not? Can we not look? Can we not look past that? That's true. Luca, Luca dropped 43 on them. Can we also not look past that? That's true. And, and, and the fact that they lost at this point, Jason Kidd needs to look at his team and say, Luca's not going to do everything. Luca cannot be in every position. Because Correct. I feel right now that the team is just waiting for Luca to to take the stand and be the leader. And at this point, if you want a gunsling with Golden State, you gotta drop seventy points, my dude. Exactly. You can't be drop you can't drop forty three because Steph dropped thirty two. So play wasn't that far behind. Poole wasn't that far behind. Dre was doing what Dre had to do. Right. Um so it's it's one of those situations where you have to look at it and just say, what does Dallas, not not Luca, what does Dallas have to do in order to pick up and actually go and actually be the team that they that they were called for? Because at one point Dallas was the most deadly team out, was the most deadliest team out there. And it was like, dude, Dallas is looking nice. Dallas mm-hmm. is looking good. Look at what they did to the Suns. Yeah, that's true. And you know what, Luca put on a game, but at this point though. It's. I was telling a lot of people whether it was the Suns, whether it was the, whether it was the Dallas Mavericks. You have to have a different game when it comes when it comes to the gunslingers that is Golden State. If you want a gunsling with them, cool. Get yourself some gunslingers. Don't just have one because they have mm-hmm. two. <laughs> I right. mean, technically, you know, they have two gunslingers. So at this point, I just feel that that they that when it comes back to Dallas, either they step up or they're gonna get swept out. Everything yeah. worst, best case scenario, gentlemen sweep. I don't see this going pretty deep at this I, point. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. I think that was a, a, my interpretation too as well. Um, the other day, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, just the way how they're playing out to be, 
that the style that they're at at this time around, you have to be like that. You have to come with that mindset. Like everyone needs to come on board um, and combat the, you know, Golden State at this time right now in order for it to happen. And if this, like you said, if this continues the way it has been, then yes, the only one, the only thing option you could come out of this is, is a gentleman's sweep because it's just Golden State at this time right now, they're clicking, they're moving. They're all on the, they're, they're in sync with each other at this time, kind of in the same sense as last year when it came to the Suns. Um, and they're moving pretty good at this point right now. Everyone seems to be healthy at now. Looks like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Thompson is uh, doing a lot more better now that he's in playoff mode. Same thing for Draymond Green. Seems like he's just doing the work. You know, he's putting in his game to play. He's just, um, you know, I'll do the grunt work as long as you guys come up with the business and take care of what's what. So, uh, you know, like I said, Gentleman Sweet was ideal in my headset too as well. We'll see how it goes. They're, they're back to the Golden State that won them championships before, there you before go. Kevin showed up. That's correct. I would have to agree with you. They were dangerous alone in that sense without, the, you know, someone coming from the outside in. And at that point, that seemed to be a good dynasty already. They're draft bred for Golden State, and now they're back to that sense. So that's good. And that's, you know, I'm just going to add one more thing to this, man. I think that mm-hmm. that coming forward, teams have to start looking, especially on the West, on the West side, you know, they have to start looking at, at – um, I'm basically having a deep a deep bench. Because yep. if you don't have a deep bench, dude, you're not going to win against a team like the Warriors because the Warriors bench goes deep. That is true. Exactly. Yes, they are. And they were like that from the get-go. Exactly. From jump And this is, this is the same thing that they did back in 20, what, 2015 when they were 2014, 2015 when they originally won it. They had mm-hmm. a deep bench. They had a, they had a big three. And then, you know, they kind of had like another one, two little pieces here that kind of added to that. And you know yeah, what? Cur- right. They lost some of that. They got it back. And, you know, again, with when they brought in Kevin, you know, Kevin Durant did what he did, got mm-hmm. him two more rings. But now at this point, they went back to that original formula that made him so deadly the first time. Right. So I like it. I like where we're heading with that. So hopefully we'll see what happens next. I think game two is coming uh, – game three, I'm sorry – is going to be at uh, tomorrow. Well, or at least at this point, we're recording on a Saturday, but we'll be playing on a Sunday. So we'll see what that happens there with game three uh, at this time right now. All right, moving on to Miami and Boston with the Celtics and the Heat. It's going back and back, man. They're seeing that it's a, I think they're equally matched at this time right now. They got equal power. Uh, first game, Heat blew them out. Second game, Damien Celtics return the favor, and it seems like this is going to keep going through a back and forth. Do you see Game Seven happening at this time right now? With all this is playing out. Oh, no, 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 no! Listen, no, no, listen to you three, man. Listen, listen. Um, here's my thing with this one. So the first game they didn't have Marcus Smart and they didn't have Al Horford. Game mm-hmm. two they come and you know they again they get blown out. This is what I thought. When I found out that basically both of them were coming back for game two, I said, all right, cool. They're going to come back. They'll probably win by like five, six points because Miami is a very good defensive team. I did not expect that to happen. I'll be honest not with true. you. I did, yeah, I did I not expect the blowout to happen. When it, when I saw the final, I was like, wow. Yes. This is just wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy, man. It's <laughs> really crazy. Um. I feel that at this point, if if Boston plays the way they've been, they've been playing, because don't forget, game three and four are in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that Boston could probably get a finish them in six, man. I don't feel seven. Ooh. I feel maybe okay. six at most. The best. Gotcha. All right. Not bad. I mean, especially, that's not bad. You know? I mean, especially though, you don't want to do game. You don't want to go that deep. Especially because at this point, I feel the Warriors are gonna really just finish the series quickly, very, very, really quickly. I don't see it going ahead to Game Six or Seven. So at this point, you're basically gonna. It reminds me a lot of the 2020 champion final. Do you remember the bubble, the bubble game when? Yeah. Basically, the Heat went against the Lakers. The Lakers were good. The Lakers were refreshed, and the mm-hmm. Heat came in tired. I feel that the same thing is gonna happen here, where. The West is going to just be – they're going to be calm, cool, collected. The East is going to give maybe one, two, three games where they're going to, you know, just really, really kind of, like, give it their best. 
Excuse me. I right. see one, two games where they gave it their best. By the third game, that fatigue is going to really carry in because it's like you're going to have to really press harder than what you expect yeah. to do. I agree. And I feel like with the Heat, it's, you know, at this point right now, it's a trial. It's, it's the, you know, Fury from Butler having to drain his energy so much. I mean, he's a phenomenal player at this time right now. And at this point in his career, he's playing both ends of the ball, like, to his fullest. And right now the Heat is asking, we need more. And we need more is really, like you state, like you said, it's just going to drain him to the point where it did that, 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 that uh, playoff game against the Lakers where he had nothing else to give. He played as much as he could, as hard as he had to, and it, at that point wasn't enough. And if he, even if the Heat does get past the Celtics, that's going to be the same scenario at this time right now. Do you have enough in the tank to continue moving forward? And especially if they're going to go against a team like, you know, the Golden State Warriors if they get past Dallas, or as well as possibly even the Mavericks. You know what I mean? On Luka, do you have enough to stop Luka at that point? It's it's a type of scenario where we don't know. It's a it's a big question mark. Here's my here's my thing. I feel that okay. Here here's here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna kind of tag team hold off what you just said. If Maver- if the Mavericks go if Mavericks go understand they're gonna be tired because yeah. they're gonna have to play 125. percent I'm not even gonna go 100. They have to play 125. percent Everybody mm-hmm. does. In order to play with the Warriors, because right now the Warriors are, are something they're doing something else right, right now. They're they're right. they're going back to that fun basketball that they, that brought them championships. Uh, mm-hmm. One, two. Um, if Dallas wins, if Dallas comes out and they win, and you know they they do what they have to do, then you're gonna look at two tired teams playing in, in play in the in the finals. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be kind of an interesting thing to see. <laughs> That's number two, but even then though, number three, if Warriors win, like I said before, there's gonna be hanging back because again they're just they're just playing fun they're not yeah. if you look at it yeah they play there yeah, they hustled but like they have such a deep bench to kind of counter out the the, the top five or the first five um yeah. if we go to the east boston i listen man the coach stevens to me probably one of the greatest minds of all time Guy knows what the heck he's doing. Again, on that clipboard, guy is a genius. Um, never really seen coaches put a lot of team, a lot of players like this. Um, honestly, aside from Phil, from from Phil Jackson, have not really seen a lot of coaches do what he does with with that clipboard. Um, but they don't have that deep of a vent of a bench. And then if we go to the Heat, I feel like with the Heat, you're looking at a East at at the East Conference, Dallas Mavericks waiting for Jimmy to do everything. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, Miami's loaded. That's the said. only thing I don't get. Miami, Miami's stacked. That's what I'm concerned. Yeah, I, like, I didn't even realize they had all the depot on there. That's the they crazy have the depot, part. They have Larry. They have they have Jimmy. They have Harold. They have uh, yeah. Ab- Abigail. Like they have like they run deep. That's what I'm. Like. Yes. I see. Exactly. I see Dallas's issue because they rely too much on Luca. Right. And you know what? I see it. Kids in his prime. Kids putting up numbers. But Jimmy, I'm like, really? Like you guys really are doing a a, a Dallas in Miami? Y'all run deep. Where are you right. guys at? <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's that type of you know type of situation where it's it's very confusing to kind of figure out what is really happening with all that. But also, too, if I'm not mistaken, the way I see it is you, you, you could, you're hitting right on the, top, on the point where, you know, there could be gassed out and they could be just not, you know, worrisome at this point right now. But that means you have to come – you got to really click. And the way I saw this last game with the, with the Heat and the Boston, you could just really tell that nothing was going in for them. That, like, no shot. Oladipo was shooting up, you know, a three, and it just airballed. And that's not him. So, I mean, imagine imagine this with this way. If they did play the way they should have played and that what we're accustomed to seeing, especially for this past season, then possibly the conversation could be different. But, you know, like you said, if they are – they have to really be 110% when it comes to – or 125% at this point right now, especially when they're playing a team like uh, Golden State if they make it that far or in any of that nature. So that's the big key, like you stated, 
and it, it's very questionable to kind of figure out what they're going to do next. So hopefully they can, you know, come back and come back strong and be mentally ready for the next few games because it's going to be very important now and we go from there, you know? Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Well, that's what we got for NBA. Now, moving along to the topic that decided – well, it, the topic that really is going to drive all three of us to discuss, especially myself and Omen RJ. And, and, you know, I'm definitely uh, – you know, SG3 is going to rant about this too as well. So, as we all know, everybody on the podcast show today, that Sasha Banks and Noemi was recently – indefinitely suspended for their actions this past Monday on Monday Night Raw for shining up the title belt real nice, telling Vince you could turn this bitch sideways and just stick it up your candy ass. And they decided to walk away. Right? Now, after all that being said, it looks like WWE decided to go on their own defense and put Natalia on, if I'm not mistaken, the website or a, a social media post and have her kind of talk crap about how the actions occurred between the two superstars. And at this point, if I'm not mistaken, these guys are best friends or really good friends in the sense. And yet, that was done. It was a, a media move to d- defend themselves in the sense, right? So, SG3, I'll start with you on this one. Actually, no. Oh, man, RJ, you've been, you've been on quiet mode for a good minute. We've kind of been talking about NBA. So I'm going to start with you on this one. I'm sorry, sir. That's why I'm sorry, old man. I apologize. Uh, your reaction to the suspension of the two superstars. I'll start with you. You go ahead. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, right out the gate. No worries. Right out the gate. <laughs> Never right. expected that. Maybe spill my water, you jackass. <laughs> all, right, all right all right wow very good go ahead keep continue please well honestly i mean think of it wd has to find a way to make themselves look like the good guys in a situation where they pretty much had treated sasha banks like shit the minute she came in the minute she went up to the top of uh the main roster she comes in and she had a pay-per-view losing streak to charlotte Back to back to back. And then after that, you know, mania after mania after mania, she was losing there too. She hasn't had that good of a streak. Even when she wins a belt, it goes away fast. In my opinion, dude, for Sasha Banks to finally get fed up and say, you know what? Here's your belt. I'm tired of this bullshit. I, I'm cool with it. I'm just tired of WWE trying to play it off like, oh, we were the ones behind it all. No, you know, they, they walked up because they didn't want to do the tag team match in the main event. It's not that they did it. You fucking treated them wrong. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to give them the respect they deserve as performers, as good wrestlers as they are. Look at Sasha Banks. There's um, not one girl. I mean, okay, she went with Bianca Belair and made Bianca Belair look like a million dollars at WrestleMania the year before. That's exactly right. And she should have won that title. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Silence. And then look at the fact that ever since Sasha and Bailey had a match at freaking Triple H's point when he had them in uh, TakeOver Brooklyn in Brooklyn Part 2, it was the most talked about women's match of all time next Mm -hmm. to when we had uh, Trish and Lita, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. To the point where they had to main event the next year in an Iron Woman match. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, why do you keep treating this girl so badly? Why why do you keep pushing her down and lowering her value, knowing mm-hmm. that she's worth a lot more than most of the girls he had up to the top already? Thanks. That's why I can't get Vince. I can't get the fact that even when she said, "Hey, you know, I'm not happy with the fact that you guys keep doing this to me." Give me something to perform with. Make me, you know, show my value. You guys keep calling her a crybaby instead of, hey, you know what? You're right. You do deserve better. You know, let's build you up more. She should have been, and right now she should have been in the program with probably Rodney Rousey heading into Hell in a Cell. Or mm-hmm. even 
Bianca Belair came back and should have challenged her for the belt now. You know, you they could do so much with her, but they keep trying to find a way to like keep her in the mid card section when this girl's a main eventer. Correct. And Naomi, when Naomi showed her dues too. I mean, look what she she started off in NXT. I don't know what she did in NXT, but she was there. Then she came in as a Funkadecta, dancing all the way to the ring for Brutus Clay. Mm-hmm. And she said, even in the diva thing, you know, on the total diva, whatever that crap was. But on that show, she said herself, I don't want to be known as a diva. I want to go out there. I want to put on some matches. I want people to remember me as a wrestler. Yeah. And she's had some good bookings. I mean, she's won the belt back to back at WrestleMania. She's won the women's uh, battle royal, which was taken away this year. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it was. You could have brought it back, Vince. You could have brought it back. So back to that is, you know, you're pretty much either you just don't know what you're doing with the women's division or you just lose, you know, you don't know how to value the right women that are in there. And you just value the ones that you see fit for your own kind, your own mind. Mm-hmm. Those me, I would have done something different way back in the day, but I'll get back to it later on, and I'll tell you what I would have done to make the women's division flourish more. But yeah, let's hear SG3 at the moment. All right, we're good. SG3, how do you feel what transpired over there? So, all right, I'm going to be not a devil's advocate right now, but I'm going to be like a human humanitarian. Um, it's wrong, 100%. You know, because if you think about it, they walk out. WWE, with less than an hour, they release a statement saying what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, think about that. Like, less than an hour. They release a statement saying, oh, you know, they didn't want to wrestle the two competitors we had for them because of creative differences and blah, 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 blah. Right. But at this point, though, aren't they champions? Aren't they tag team champions? So if they're tag team champions and you're trying to build a tag team division for the women, why, oh, why (laughs) do you not showcase them the same way you do the men's tag team championship? Exactly. For how long have we not been going back and forth with this whole bloodline versus RK bro storyline? Please tell me, because it's been quite some time. Mm-hmm. So, what's what's the difference? I, honestly, it's like I was saying before, man. The, the 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 Divas Tag Team Championship is literally seen as a wipe your ass kind of title with it. Yep. They they get no respect. They get no no time. They don't defend it. They defend it worse than a part time champion does. And then at this point. You're gonna sit here and still say the fact that they that they don't deserve what they got, really? Honestly, this this to me when I kind of figured out that this tag that this title was nothing huge, and again, no disrespect to, to whoever won it, but it's unfortunately due to the booking that was happening at the time that I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this is a joke of a championship, mm-hmm. and if I offend anybody, I do apologize. But I'm gonna be honest. When the Iconics won the titles at WrestleMania. I said to myself, this is a joke of a championship that's never going to get any respect. And so far, my words have been proven true. Because, again, the Iconics were great wrestlers, but however, though, WWE booked them as a comedy act. WWE booked them as nothing serious, as just, oh, cool, let's just give laughs for the kids and let's just give a couple laughs for, like, you know, the, the older dudes who are watching this show because, you know, again, this is just for comedy. So... Let's be honest, ever since the inception and they won it, like, excuse me, ever since the inception, Bailey and Sasha win it, and then the Iconics win it. From there, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You never had the, the, like, anything to go forward with it. And we know Vince doesn't like tag teams. Heck, if it was up to him, his whole company would just be run by solo people. Mm-hmm. But even then, though, it, like I said, you have champions. Again, keyword I just said, champions. champions. 
who you're using as a stepping stone and whatever happened, whether, you know, again, because we weren't behind that curtain, whether it was the Naomi Sasha side where they said, listen, this is what they wanted us to do. They wanted us to basically win and go up against Bianca and Ronda and then put them over Hell in a Cell, but not defend our titles. And like I was telling, uh, like I was telling you guys recently in the week, what happened to the old days when the belts were put on the line, where you, where your storylines were revolved around the championships? For God's mm-hmm. sakes, correct. Like, listen, the whole Mad Cat Moss and, and Happy Corbin storyline. to go on to every single main card. Secondly, the Omos Bobby Lashley does not have to go on to every single main card. It's literally going to be enough for Omos to just get over. And what they did on Raw this past week was beautiful. Shut it up and go on with it. Have Omos now start smashing people doing what Omos does best. But this is my thing, man. Is that they're so worried about the small little storylines to make it to the card that they're not worried about the other championships. They're only worried about the Roman Reigns belt, let's be honest here, the mm-hmm. the, the tag team titles right now because they're finally getting relevance because the AEW is putting so much highlight into the tag team championships and now WWE has to do it. Right. But they're And then the Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair storyline. That's their three main storylines. If you, if you really think about it, they're getting the highlight every single week. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Whatever Cody Rhodes is doing. I'm sorry. I forgot to add him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So at this point, cool. I remember back in the 90s, early 2000s, it wasn't about the every everybody got a video package. It wasn't about the fact that everybody got some 45-minute match. What it was was that you had people trying to get your titles. People were trying to get your championships. People were trying to fight to get to be the belt holder because that's what carried the weight. Mm -hmm. I don't know when it went from the belt holds the weight to only these titles and these storylines. Everyone knows you're a champion, but we'll use you when we need you. So... At this point, I'm just going to go based off of what something John Cena told Roman Reigns. And unfortunately, it's now true. The U.S. title, the women's tag team title, the Raw women's title, the, um, and the Intercontinental title, if you get those, it's a demotion to you in the company. Unfortunately, yeah. now. Tony the Kidman, go ahead. Take it away. All right. Time for me to talk some shit. Okay, this is by far the most idiotic move that Vince, you have created this year thus far, okay? And I'm sure we're going to be bound for more stupid decisions. You try to calculate this move and especially defend yourself with the whole Natalia thing. Let's begin there. Then you also come out with the excuse that the reason why you wanted to separate these two and why they wanted to lose these titles is because you needed Bianca Belair to get over. You needed Ronda Rousey to get over. So you look to two thoroughbred, dynamic women that are phenomenal, have put history on the map for WWE, and have enlightened fans over what X amount of years they've been in, in WWE, what, five, five, five years, give or take, I would say? Am I right, correct, guys? A good five years? What is again? Uh, like a good five years from Noemi and uh, Sasha that's been in the industry thus far, at least with Naomi's WWE? Naomi's been there longer, dude. I think Naomi's been there for like nearly, she's there since uh, 27, WrestleMania 27, 26, I think. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking that? at probably 13, 14 years for wow. Naomi. At least. Sasha Banks has been in NXT nearly the same amount of time. And then she debuted in like the WrestleMania 31. She made her uh, main screen debut at Mania. 
Well, she did yeah. before on Raws and stuff like that. So okay. Sasha's been there for nearly uh, 10 years tops or 11 years also. And look at that, right? Two dynamic veterans have been in there. And these two women, when you decided to put these tag team titles on there at WrestleMania, you, they put, took it upon themselves and said, look, we're going to make this tag team division mean something. We're going to put these titles to mean something for women's tag team, for them, women in general, all over the world that follow them, and to carry them with, with, with love, with honor to have these titles on them. But because you know for a fact that no one is following Ronda Rousey. No one gives a crap about Bianca Belair. I'm sorry, SG3, I know you do. But no one's really paying attention to her at this moment. She's not really technically getting over with fans as of now. Just like how I said when she was told that she was going to win the title at WrestleMania, it, no one connects with her. There, she has spurs and moments, but her development is not there. She hasn't been able to develop because you keep pushing her in the same way you did with Roman Reigns, which is why people did not appreciate that. But now when you let him develop and actually learn his stuff and get his feet under himself, guess what has the greatness that we've gotten from that since then? Since his heel turn, since his development with face little short guy what am i talking about paul Heyman. paul Heyman. the paul the partnership that they've come together it's become a great heel in a sense not to say like one of the greats but it's become a great heel thus far in wwe right now you can honestly say i hate that guy and boom he's done his job that's the that's his job is to make us hate him for who he is right now at this time that's yep. that's what he's doing okay so he's doing that but it took him time to develop. And this has been our, our freaking argument with Vince over the last 15 years is you stop developing these guys because once you see money, you just keep thrusting them in front of our faces and expecting us to keep watching this shit. And it's, it's dumb, okay? It's, we know what you're doing. And the fact that Sasha and Noemi decided to not be part of this crap you want to dog them out. You want to act like they don't follow rules or anything. They didn't want that, Vince. We knew this from Jump Street. They wanted to stay tag team titles, to stay tag team champions. They wanted to make this tag team champion run one of the best runs that they could ever have. That was their goal personally in order for us to appreciate them as tag team champions. And to, like SG3 said, Make those titles relevant. Make those titles mean something to the industry. But in your mind, because the superstars that you pick to be champions of that division aren't doing their fucking job, now you want to separate these two and just put them in the mix and decide to partner them up at Hell in a Cell or whatever pay-per-view event that's about to come up and say, listen, I really need you. I need you to get over there and help me out and bail me out again in order for this superstar, the one I picked, to look great. So please, get out there and fight. No. They got fed up with the Vince. They got fed up with the bullshit. If I was Sasha, I would have been fed up with the bullshit two years ago when I lost at my first ever WrestleMania main event as a black woman, as a woman, and as a defending champion. I would have been fed up with that bullshit then and would have said, no, this should be my moment because I've been doing this shit for the longest. Bianca Belair just fucking got here, and now you want to sit here and act like she's better than me. Hell to the knock. Now, I'm saying Bianca Belair could get there, but she needs to develop. And with Ronda Rousey, listen, She's another niche like Brock Lesnar. But the difference is with Brock Lesnar, he actually appreciates what he does out there in the ring. He actually likes the fans some way, shape, or form deep down in order to make a great match for them. 
okay? Ronda Rousey, on the other hand, she needs a paycheck. She ain't here for y'all. She's here for her money. And I'm sorry to put that out there, Ronda. Yeah, I used to watch you as a UFC fighter. I used to watch you even there with playing it, wrestling in the wrestling event. And, you know, you had your homage that you wanted to come as Ronda, the Rousey Ronda Rousey, whatever the name is, for Roddy Piper, and you wanted to pay respect. That was a great line. But since then, you're becoming a jackass, all right? You felt the whole WWE industry, and you're like, I don't like this bullshit. Talk some shit on the outside. And guess what? It still shows to this day in, in the wrestling ring. So right now, for you, get the hell out of here. Don't come back right now. And be gone. All right? Because you're just giving us bullshit in this sense. And it's that point right now is that we're noticing it. And that's why Vince needs you to get in a partner that actually knows how to wrestle, that's done work in the wrestling ring, that's blood, sweat, and tears in that damn ring, and to put you over because you can't do the fucking job. And it's, it's pissing on everything that these girls have accomplished. So like the rest of you rejects, I agree at the simple fact that he just does not know how to handle this woman's division. He doesn't know what to do. Obviously, it shows the disrespect he has for them because he doesn't believe in them. And it just goes to show that he just doesn't care no more, even more at this point right now. And if I'm not mistaken, SG3, I'm going to chat this out with you. We saw Stephanie, your man, stepped away this past week as well, too, from WWE. Now, yep. do you think that had to be some – I'm pretty sure, okay? I'm, I'm at least 95% sure it had to be because of what happened between Noemi and Sasha. The two women that she worked with to get jump-started this woman's, you know, evolution, and yet this is what happens to them. So, SG3, I asked you about that. Did, do you believe that had some type of input to that? I believe it did, and because again, you know, she, she says I'm I'm taking a leave of absence. You have been Vince's. I mean, kind of, sorry, you have been the the what the, the not the COO, but basically the person, the wife of the COO, general manager, um, mm -hmm. the authority. You played in storylines, and you've done a lot with the company. And then out of the blue, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna take a little leave of absence after all the drama that just unfolded. You know, again, mm -hmm. as you just stated. With two wrestlers that you yourself developed, that you yourself, that you and your husband—let's be honest—her and her husband brought up and said, "We want you to take the women's division, carry it on your shoulders, and 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 be something that we can be proud of." Right. And then Vince does what he has to do, takes over, and then it's like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, everything you did, we're now going to just rat, like basically crinkle it up and throw it away because it's not important anymore. We don't care about it." And mm -hmm. we're just going to do what I want to do because I'm Vince McMahon, damn it. Um, mm -hmm. Plain and simple. And I just feel that at this point, she may have just felt like a slap in the face with everything that happened. Um, she may have felt like regardless of, of what happened, you know, like it's not, it's not, it's not good. Um, you know what? I kind of wanted to, I, I kind of want to, don't want to do this, but at the same time, it's, let's just go ahead and let me go ahead and get it off my chest. What about if this is all, a ruse, if you catch my draft. Uh, what if, uh, let's put it. Let's put. Let's put it like this. Let's yeah. put it like this. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because it's something that the what I do best. Let's let's mm -hmm. do this. What about if this is the time where all this happens, and then finally, when you know, months down the road, like a month, two months, three months down the road. Stephanie comes back as a manager of both Naomi and Sasha, and that's when it finally kicks up the women's the women's division to what they wanted because Daddy listened to the Princess. At this point, right now, I, I would I'm going to chime in on that one. If if that is the case of a, of this ruse, then they've done they've done the smartest thing that I think WWE has done in the longest time. They finally used social media to benefit their one ratings, 
to benefit us talking shit about them, to keep their names in our mouths, in a sense, and to keep their attention on, on, on in the media, in the platform, in, in Google, and all this kind of stuff, to be all over the place. If that were to occur, that would be great for business. That would be one of the coolest things they've done in years, okay? Because especially, mainly at that too, since John Cena versus The Rock, I'll put it in that sense, because the way they set that up was phenomenal. The way they set that up was pretty dynamic. And predetermining that we're going to wrestle this time of date and all this kind of stuff and use the media for all that, that was phenomenal. It's going to be in that realm. But, but, as much as we like to give Vince credit and try to at least the best that we can, just because we've, we're the biggest WWE fans ever and we've watched this since we were children and we still, you know, keep up with it. Like, it's our little niche and our thing. In a sense, for us, rejects is what brought us together. Yeah. But... I, I don't know. I can't put – I just – it's hard for me to believe that he's that that way. It's hard for me to believe he's that intelligent enough to use that then more senile and more expectation of, like, I want all the credit, not no one else. You so, know, so, there, there, like, let me just go ahead and add something to you. Yeah, Vince has had his moments where, yeah, dude, he's a he's 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 an idiot. He's a hardhead. He's a moron. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna deny. It. I'm not gonna sit here and say that the guy is 100 percent genius. The guy has had mm-hmm. his moronic moments. Let's be honest. But right. I feel that though, um, <laughs> he does have his moments where he humbles himself. Yeah, like, there have been times. There, there have oh, been times. Oh, so this could be one of those moments where he can finally, where it's like he listens, he humbles himself. All right, man. Look, I. Plain and simple, I fucked up. You know, I'm sorry. I messed up. Right. Let me really do the right thing. And I feel that, like, this is kind of like, again, if it's a ruse and this is just to get everybody all wild up and like, dude, WWE is misogynistic. WWE only cares about the men. WWE, 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 WWE. First right. thing you pull up on Google, WWE. First thing you pull up on Snapchat, WWE. Everything that you pull up is WWE. If right. this is the ruse, again, as you stated, I'm a tag team up for that one. Biggest sell that's ever going to happen in the history of this company. And it's only probably going to skyrocket the company if they know right. how to work it right. Exactly. They know how to work it right. I agree with you on that. What about you, old man, on that part? We know we didn't get to get a chance to ask you on that sense. What do you think that? And I think this might have been your, your question at hand during our discussions a little while. But do you think that this could be just a ruse to the world? If it is, it's a good way to uh, <clears throat> what I would say is if it's a ruse, it's very bad and very good. Uh, very bad because I guess it's the only way you could find to take the tag belts off of Naomi and Sasha and put them in singles again. It would make sense, but then uh, you're still looking like the bad guy by trying to make them look like the bad guys. You get what I'm saying? If they come back, they're going to come back now as heels, both of them. So, yeah, I guess you would need somebody to be a heel for for Ronda Rousey and for, uh, and for what's the face, Bianca Belair. But I mean, though, it, it, I mean, so I'm sorry to cut you off, dude, but it works. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, like, that's it what I'm saying. It's it's bad, but it, it's good. It's bad because, of course, you know, there's that whole thing going on all over Twitter, everywhere that, you know, the Sasha and Naomi uh, side to the story and WWE side to the story. Right. Sasha and Naomi are like, you know, we had this problem going on. We've had it for such a long time. But WWE keeps downplaying us. Mm-hmm. And then there's WWE side. Where WWE is like, you know, we gave them a storyline, they didn't like it, they left. And it's like, if they come back, it's going to be like, oh, okay, you know, you're coming back unhappy about your storyline, what do you do? If you make them come back as heels, people are going to cheer them because they're going to be like, it's going to backfire on you. Because when Sasha and Naomi come back, people are going to think 
if this is real or not, at least we kind of understand Sasha Banks and Naomi in a way. We're going to cheer them on against these two girls. So it's like, it's going to slap you back in the face. But it's going to get these two girls over. Completely. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's not true, let's say it isn't a rose. Let's say it really is Sasha got fed up and she's like, I'm out of this thing. You know what could happen now that Sasha's a free agent? Because she quit. There's no one yet. AEW or even Impact, but AEW is going to want to pick her up. For sure. Look at the roster that they have. With Sasha Banks going in there, you have Brick Baker against Sasha Banks. They have Tony Storm against Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even Naomi, if she leaves and joins AEW, think of that too. You know, Naomi still has ability to put on a heck of a match with most of the girls on that roster. Ember mm-hmm. Moon is on that roster. I mean, oh, yeah. We're looking at AEW is about to, the women's division will explode like crazy when those two go in there. So, yeah, if they really did lose to these two, you know, really lose these two performers, these two wrestlers, uh-huh. they got messed up. And then they're trying to pull out the same thing they pulled with CM Punk. Where when CM Punk walked out, he's like, you know, I'm tired of this. Y'all keep booking me wrong. I'm not even in good health. I got to get out of here. And WJ said something along the line where uh, he's just taking a break. And the worst part, they fired him on his wedding, you know? So mm-hmm. he's been known to be very stingy and very messed up in various levels. To the point where when they sent uh, Mickey James her goodbye, uh, you know, her box, it wasn't even a box. They sent her goodbye stuff in the trash bag. Damn. Yeah, type of, that's crazy. They fired the guy, but come on, man. If you know, if you're if you know what happened and it's it wasn't until Mickey James herself posted it on her page saying, Hey Debbie, thank you for sending my farewell package. <clears throat> I received it. Mm-hmm. How did how does that make you look? And how does that make the way you treat the women's division look? Right. So, yeah. I don't know. If it's, you know, one way or another, if it's a storyline, I think that's what they're trying to play it off. I think they're they're trying to play it off like it is a storyline, and they're trying to work something out with these two girls. Because they know once Sasha leaves, AEW or Impact, mm-hmm. it's going to get, it's going to make their women's division look like Freaking fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. Well, AEW said, yeah, but WWE said trash. Yeah, trash, because AEW is going to start exploring. Dude, you even got Thunder Rosa. I forgot about Thunder Rosa. So, imagine that, dude. AEW has a division of women that actually put on some crazy-ass matches. Mm-hmm. You're about to add one of the best women performers in wrestling history on your roster if that happens. Right. Two, if you get Naomi, you know, because Naomi might be... Naomi is more negotiable in my mind because of her husband being in WWE. They could yeah. convince her. But Sasha, I think she's fed up. If she is out of there, she's out of there. I mean, there's no... I don't think there's any way of WWE saying, hey, uh, you know, if you come back, we'll put you in the main event next year, too. Well, how about that? You might lose again, but, you know, you'll be on it. Yeah. So, no. It's hard hard for me, like you guys are talking about, it's hard for me to believe that that's what they're trying to pull. I think the idea of, you know, oh, man, you're talking about where they're trying to work out a deal with them in the meantime to kind of get them back in good graces with them. But the problem with that is that this happens more times than it should, especially in this industry with those guys with WWE. It's like one minute they think a plan is going correctly and that's the way they want it and they make all these damn audibles. Then the second minute they all of a sudden change it when we're starting to get traction with it and then it's like, boom, you just dump us off with this bullcrap. So I can't, it's hard for me to put that in those type of terms to agree with that type of move and what they're doing. It just feels like this is a genuine, 
you know, from Sasha and Noemi, like, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm tired of being told no. I'm tired of being said one thing where, you know, okay, fine, you're going to give me this, not necessarily a bullshit tag team because the two girls are friends, but okay, you don't know what to do with the solo dolo, so now you just want to put us together. And okay, fine, you're going to put us together. All, all, all power to you guys. That's fine. We're good friends. We're going to make this shit work. We're going to come out on top. And then all of a sudden now, the fact we have that goal, you're going to throw us away and put us up again. Like, bro, make up your fucking mind after a few months. Like, stop doing this shit. Develop your stories. This is why we've gotten fed up with WWE in some way, shape, or form, is that you're not developing your your freaking superstars. You're just putting them out there in, in the sharks and then trying to see if they can swim, sink or swim. But, you know, look at look what happened with Stone Cold. They, Stone Cold and The Rock, they weren't, when you first did that, they sank. So what did you do? You put them in with some people to develop. And what happened then? They shined out. You put fucking Triple H, well, Triple H had a different storyline. He developed, you know, with Shawn Michaels because they were friends and stuff like that. But then when he was solo dolo, you dumped them all over again. But if you just look at that type of greatness, those particular superstars, you make them develop and look what happened. Greatness. Even SG3, even your John Cena, even he was dumped after the first go around. He was he came out looking like crap the first go around, right? Hold, 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 wait, hold on, hold, hold, yeah. hold, hold the phone here. Hold yeah, on. Give yeah, me a second yeah. now. Yeah, give me a second. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I'm not a Cena fan. I respect what he did. <laughs> I respect what he did. That's one. Secondly, I was always a Shawn Michaels guy, so. <laughs> yeah, let's get that right. <laughs> but yes, I, I don't agree. know, man. I don't know. I think I thought it was, I thought I could have sworn you were, you know you were wearing your uh, John Cena. I can't, you can't see me speedos once. That wasn't you. Nah, dude. That was that was that was the old man over here where he was like trying to like, <laughs> like say, dude, I'm a fucking dynamics and you know trying to come with a big old chain and everything. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, one point five. Was cool back in those days. <laughs> Hulk Hogan 2.0 sucks now at the moment, but Hulk Hogan 1.5 <laughs> had some pretty good matches. Hogan <laughs> 2.0 uh, sucks, and that's Anthony's guy at the moment. Huh? Who? Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's my guy, man. I, 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 I wear those acknowledge me speedos. Okay, that's what I wear. <laughs> <laughs> I wear those. Your wife, uh, wife yep. says they're thongs, but not the point of the guy. <laughs> I'm like party boy from Jackass. I have the little pants that have the buns on the side and go, and then say, I acknowledge me. It's so stupid. Oh, man, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let's hope for the best, you guys. At this point right now, let's hope for the best between uh, Sasha and Noemi. Would like to see these girls deserve. No, no, I mean, no, I mean, whatever. I don't care. No, you barely you get lucky. You get lucky if I correct your name or not. All right. Surprising, he remembers his own name. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. You know what I mean? So, you'd be surprised, man. I think one time he called himself Antononi. I was like, what the heck? He was like, yeah. I was like, I'm Antononi. I was like, what the heck? I said it. That's what I did. I did say it. You're right. But no, I mean, at this point now, we just have to pray and hopefully they they get the respect they deserve, right? And they come back and they come back in good terms and their way. And I feel like Vince, at this point right now, you're too old to gamble with this bullshit. You have to sit there and give your superstars respect and understand that they also know the business too as well, just like superstars prior to them. And giving them a chance to be like, all right, do what you need to do. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to give you X amount of months, and then I'm going to have to change it up or something. And if it didn't pan out, then there you go. I feel like he stopped doing that. And it's come a disservice to the superstars because it's like they don't get the opportunities that they they want and at the time that they need, and they're just getting pushed to the side with the storyline of whatever is for the for that month, and they just keep moving forward. And 
what we like to see in developmental stuff is is that give them time, give them development. Once they pan out with which superstar they like, boom. I mean, look how many times Seth Rollins changed up in the last two years. He went from, you know what I mean? He went from the Shield to being uh, the prodigy for Triple H. Um, then went to what was the this? The Disciple, then went to uh, freaking, uh, what was another one? There's another one before that. Somebody named Messiah. There you go. And then now he's, and now he's what? Now the God Mode or something below right that he tries to be on himself? Or no, the that's, 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 that's right your now? Boy. That's your boy. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that's my guy, God Mode. Right now, right now, he's basically Seth freaking Rollins, I guess you could basically say. I guess so. So, you know, it's, let me see how how gradually he just keeps changing and everything like that. But, you know, it just takes it. That's what it was with superstars, especially with wrestling. That's why they have TV time is to connect with the superstar, connect with the fans to know if their, their particular person, their particular type of superstar is connecting with them. And if the ratings are giving you negative resource, then that's how, you know, it's not clicking and to change it up. But they're looking. I don't know where they're looking. There's too many. I don't know. It's a headache. It's a headache. It's a headache. Anything else to uh, chime in on this, you guys? From anybody? From either one of you? Did you do the Stephanie McMahon story yet? Yes, we did. Yes, you did. During the time you were stepped away from the side. Oh, okay. When yeah. you were when you we had... when you were in the background saying my hip, oh my hip, yes. I'm old, my hip. <laughs> right. We mentioned that pertaining to uh, one of the questions why I asked uh, SG3 on on the question of with that being said about Stephanie did her, we found out she left of course during the week and did that have some type of, you know, choice making in, in the release or this, the suspension between Noemi, 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 uh, and Sasha. Naomi, Naomi. Naomi. Yeah. So that's what we brought no up. It took Anthony like a long time to call Nia Nia. He kept calling her Naya. Oh yeah. Or even Asuka. Asuka. Her name is Naya Jack, so. Oh, oh yeah. I've been calling your Yeah, then that was me. I'm Nia. sorry, guys. Nia. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Actually, right. the Stephanie McMahon, uh, just to, like, chime in real quick. Um, uh-huh. I think she was doing double duty because Triple H was out from health. So, I think she's just taking a break after, like, all of the double work that she was doing for her and her husband. Because now Triple H is back in office. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly Triple H is back to his original duties. And we shall see. I don't, you know, at this point right now, that could be, that could be some type of effect. But with that being said, we'll take a look. I mean, will Vince drive him to another heart attack? I don't know. That's a good question. With all the idiotic moves that Vince does, I'm sure Triple H, you know, knock on wood, but I'm sure he's gonna, uh, it's gonna be affected by all the decisions that Vince does. I think that's, in my sense, I'm sorry to say, but maybe that was one big key reason why he got sick because of Vince's stupid decision. But you don't know, who knows? I don't know. I'm just talking shit. All right. Anything else? Yeah, exactly. Anything else, uh, old man, that you want to bring up? Uh, no, not at the moment. Probably later on some other day, but at the moment, I'm just waiting to see what happens with everything. We're at, the, we're at the stage where it's now sit back and watch. Mode. Pretty much. Exactly. We're in that big sit back and watch mode. What about you, SG3? Anything to chime in? I, I have nothing else to say, dude. I said enough of what I had to say, you know. <laughs> very good all right guys we'll sign it off then me telling the kid i'll be the first one to do that everybody we appreciate you guys for t- joining in on this on this special episode of rejects in the booth i mean all of our episodes are special but you know it says this is a really good one because we need to discuss this whole no no amy no ami uh and sasha Banks situation for sure but thank you guys right, for tuning good. in remember to follow us <laughs> on spotify youtube and all our podcasts everywhere and don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter where you get to talk to us one ha- on hand personally. All right? Appreciate you guys. Uh, go with old man RJ on this one. All right, I'm off for SG3. Go ahead, old man.
Say your two cents. No, damn. Even Inker decided to change my name. It's old man RH on Inker. What the heck? It's a J Inker. Whatever. Let me just say this very quickly. You're the one that types it in. They don't change it for you. You're the one that puts it in. So you're the one that messed up this part. Go ahead. Finish it. <laughs> You're the one that typed it, you fool. It's your fault and auto corrected on your own damn self. Anyway, uh, Anchor did that to me. It's not me. There's this conspiracy against old man RJ. I'll tell you right now, man. But other than that, uh, thank y'all for listening to Rejects. It's uh, always fun to be here in the booth once in a while with these two. Hopefully, they can get Zach the back back on once in a while whenever he's the free. And that's pretty much all I got to say. Go ahead, SG3, close out the show. So, to Zach the Mac, happy birthday, firstly. Secondly, I don't think his, call, I don't think his name is Zach the Back. Thirdly, thank y'all for listening to our randomly. Thank you for listening to our thoughts. Hashtag press play. Hashtag keep listening. We love y'all. Thank you very much for taking the time. We love y'all, man. And just have a good night. Wait, give me a second. Happy birthday, Zach the Mac. Okay, go ahead, SG3. I just finished it. You self-conceited. Jackass. All right. All right, people. We'll talk to y'all later. You have a good night. Wait, wait, wait. The brother of his didn't even say happy birthday to his own brother. Oh, wait, I didn't shut up that shit. Damn it. You freaking jackass. I did it again. I'm so motherfucker. I'm done. I'm done. We're signing off. We're signing off with these rejects in the booth because we got to go whoop some ass right now. All right. We'll be back. We'll talk to you guys another time, people. Peace out.